love you guys. Love has nothing to do with old age. I'm feeling old. Lucky you are here. You staying till tomorrow, everybody? Yes. Good. Huh. Na 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 na. I don't know you. <laughs> oh, nice to see you. How's everything? Very good. <laughs> okay. Everybody can see me, yeah? Yeah. Good. Do I look like your master? <laughs> yeah. How can you come here? Nothing to do at home? <laughs> huh? You, you allowed me to come. Mm, sure, sure. They all can come. Take turn. Okay? Yes. You better now? Yeah. Sorry I couldn't come last night. I wanted to. Tell you a story about a princess. Is that okay? Yeah. Yes. The princess will look like me, you know. <laughs> I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm dreaming. Dreaming costs nothing, huh? Yeah. Okay, now, the wayward princess. This is story of the uh, Muslim tradition, okay? Which is also our tradition. <laughs> which is also everybody's tradition. Which is also a Catholic tradition. Christian tradition. Buddhist tradition. Uh, <laughs> Baha'i tradition. Jainism tradition, Hinduism tradition, whatever tradition. Yeah, whatever good religion. Okay, we know that already. Or don't we know? We know, huh? Anybody don't know, raise hand. <laughs> raise hand. <laughs> no, okay. No, we all know, right? We all know. It's a pity that not everybody knows. And we would like to te tell them and let them know, but, you know, not everybody likes to know even, right? Yeah, okay. So we keep all this to ourselves, yeah? And whenever they come, we let them know a little bit. If they don't come, we don't let them know nothing. <laughs> okay. Long, 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 long time ago, you know, right? <laughs> there was a princess who looked like whom? Your grandmother here. <laughs> okay. Now listen to your grandma. She's telling some bedtime story, eh? And of course, the princess is the daughter of whom? King. King, yeah. And king is normally? Enlightened. <laughs> wow, very positive. <laughs> I'm sure I get the influence from Supreme Master TV, huh? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We hope. <laughs> if all the king were enlightened, as you said, <laughs> I am not sitting here. <laughs> I would be sitting in my cave still and enjoy my whatever yeah, feeling I have. Oh, now. Okay, I'm sorry. Your king <laughs> probably was enlightened. This not. <laughs> At least not in the beginning of the story. We shall see further if he <laughs> was by any chance enlightened. <laughs> now, that certain king believed that what he had uh, been told, you know, 
and uh, what he believed was always correct. Yeah, nobody else knows anything better than him. He is a king. Yeah, okay. So he believed <laughs> that anything he think, anything he believed in, anything he has been told by his ancestry is all perfect, correct, righteous. Yeah, right. So therefore, well. He just a man, after all. Yeah, <laughs> a king is a man with a crown on top of his head. <laughs> if if he has any, <laughs> if his country is big enough to, to afford a crown, you know. Yeah. Nowadays we can buy it cheap, you know, fake <laughs> in a shop anywhere, right? You can put a crown on your head and be princess in no time. Hmm? Yeah, as Christmas or New Year or big party, I saw a lot of princesses run around, you know, uh, Halloween time. <laughs> a lot of princesses with two horns on top even. <laughs> okay. But he was, uh, you know, of course, a man with limited wisdom. Yeah, like some of the men. We don't know whom, but... <laughs> Some of the men, like maybe like him, hmm? <laughs> develop on all sides. <laughs> but I don't know, develop here or not. Okay, I don't mean you. I'm just joking, you know. I I just pick on you, you know, because you're big and you're impressive. You know, <laughs> a big guy. You see how big he is compared to the guy next to him. Look at <laughs> look at the few guys around him. Yeah. You look like four times their size, <laughs> and five times my size, mm. with the clothes and everything even. <laughs> See, that's why I wear a lot of, you know, beautiful clothes, so people just look at the clothes and forget how small I am, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and even big clothes, you know? You know, what you don't have uh, in there, you have it out here, you know? <laughs> and like my birds, you know, whenever they want to look scary or... They want to shoo us away, they puff themselves up. <laughs> Big everywhere. Hmm. My God. That was a very far away kingdom, and we come back and see this guy here. <laughs> you look like a king also. <laughs> king Kong. <laughs> here, baby. <laughs> Look like a teddy bear. <laughs> huggable, huh? Mm. Very lovely and huggable. So, this king, I don't know how big is his kingdom, but his ego certainly was very big. <laughs> because everything he believed in, he think is correct. Huh? Nobody else should go against his conception. Yeah? That's the kind of king that he was. Lucky we don't have one here, huh? You want one? No. Okay. Now, one day, he gathered all his three daughters together, three princesses. He probably didn't have any prince, huh? Nobody to compete with him about his ego. So he said to his three daughters, You see, all this kingdom, all the palace, all the money, all the treasure, all I have is yours. Or it will be yours. You know, once I die, at least he knows that he will die. <laughs> so he still have a little humility and knowledge, you know. His knowledge is limited, but not that limited. Thank God. Hmm? 
So if I die, all will be yours. Hmm? So because of me, yeah, through me, you have a life. Yeah, you obtain your glory, your possession, your position, your privilege, uh, whatever you have is through me. <laughs> yeah? yeah? <laughs> okay. So, even your life, your future, your happiness are all determined by me. <laughs> me, yeah? Oh, okay. I am the one decide your fate. Know that, my daughters. <laughs> two of them, two daughters don't say nothing. And, but the little one, the third one, a little bit less, you know, maybe less obedience or more IQ <laughs> and uh, less intimidated or less stupidity. Mm. Say, I want to talk. <laughs> Can I? Mm. <laughs> so, you want to talk to me? Okay, go ahead. It better be good. The third order say, Father, Your Majesty the Father, although in my humble position I'm your daughter and I have to be obedient to you according to our laws of the country and the law of the society, but I cannot believe, well, with all due respect, that everything in my life is decided by you. Oh, wow! What do you mean, wow? I mean, uh, he said truly. Yeah. From her heart. From her heart. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she practice Kwanin method, huh? <laughs> Maybe she eat vegan, huh? No, meditate two and a half hours, huh? Who knows? Go out, fly, or maybe she watches Supreme Master TV every day. <laughs> Supreme Master Television, words of wisdom, a lot, you know. <laughs> and then she has some wisdom, huh? Okay. Now, <laughs> okay, the king was very hurt, yeah? <laughs> His ego hurt, huh? And he's surprised also. Then he was very displeased, you know, he said to her in a stern voice, okay? We shall see about that. So now, you know, when a man's ego is hurt, even if it's a king's man's ego, they do something, don't they? What do they do? They try to prove you wrong. They try to prove you wrong. And in this case, he went to the extreme to try to prove his poor little daughter's wrong. He put her in. Jail. Okay, in jail. <laughs> All right. Terrible. What kind of father can that be? Huh? Not just to threaten her or frighten her for a while, but he put her in there for a long time. So she suffered languishly in jail for many years. Okay. Meanwhile, he has no no remote in his heart. I guess he has three daughters, so just one less make no difference to him. Or perhaps he was too ignorant or too 
uh, arrogant or too puffed up by his position as a king. So he cannot even take back his order to free his poor little daughter, the youngest one, from jail. Just to say one sentence like this, and you're the daughter of the king, you got to go to jail. Imagine, at least we're lucky this year, huh? We can say anything we want here, huh? Because we don't have a king here, huh? <laughs> the crowd is very heavy, you know that? Especially when it's pure gold and studded with the biggest possible diamond and rubies and sapphire and whatnot. They are what? Stone. <laughs> and stones are? Heavy. Heavy. No matter how beautiful the stones are, they are? Stones. <laughs> stones are stones. Okay, now, my God, what a king. Meanwhile, huh? this king and his two obedient daughters have good time every day, almost every day. They spend the money, they have parties, they go visit places, yeah, drive the best car in the world, not even the green car. You know, <laughs> not the electric or hybrid one, just any car, as long as it's fast. Okay, now, bad, bad, bad. Bad boy, yeah, and bad girl. And the two daughters are happy to, you know, flatter the, the father because they don't want to go to jail like the other third one. And they don't want to live the life without any luxury the way they are having now. Yeah, well, who can blame them, okay? The king probably jailed that girl to shut her up before the other two girls are influenced by this little wise one, I guess, also. That's why he could not even open the jail and let her out after all these years. Maybe he had some feeling for her in his heart, but he could not go back on his word. He could not prove himself wrong. He could not let the little one influence the whole royal household. What if she's going to tell? If she comes out, she will tell the other two sisters, and they will all revolt against him. Yes. Power he must have. You see, control he must have. That is a problem. Some government are like that too. Yeah? That's why some, some places you cannot go or... Some people don't want to go in, and the people inside can't get out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they worry that they will lose control over people. But control over people are not gained by controlling, but by love, yeah? And mutual respect, understanding, and wisdom, and true care for the people, right? You see, we had the uh, research, remember the research about which is the, the most happiest 10 country in Europe, for example? Yeah? yeah? According to the list, I mean, more or less they are all happy. But if uh, 0.0001% less, then you become second place. <laughs> you know, okay. So which was the happiest country? Anybody remember? Denmark, okay. Suppose it's Denmark. Never mind if you're wrong, okay? Suppose it's Denmark. Okay, Denmark. You know the country, Denmark? It's next to the... Huh? And it's 
incredibly sunny, warm in winter. You know that country, right? You don't have to go there to imagine, okay? You look at TV, look on the Internet, and see on the map, and you know where. But people are happy there. Why? And they don't go nowhere. For example, at least here. Huh? Here is warmer, huh? or to the southern of Spain, no? But they don't move anywhere. They stay in Denmark because they are happy. happy. Yeah. Why are they happy? Good government. Good government. Good government. The good king. They that. Good king. Good government. They don't go anywhere. They don't care cold, not cold, dark or not dark. They probably come here for visit holiday one week, two weeks, and they are dying to go home. <laughs> yeah. Because they're happy there. Because their government takes good care of them. Even though it's not like that, it's easy, you know. Over there, if you work, you have to pay a lot of tax. Maybe 50%. So that everybody will be shared. You see what I mean? For the poorer or the one who are not able to work, they also have the share of the wealth. So more or less everybody is secured in their livelihood. They never have to worry about tomorrow. Even if they don't have money, they know they still have a roof over their head and they will have medical treatment. They will have food. The basic necessity they will never lack because the government makes sure that they have enough reserve you know, financial reserve to fall back on for the people. Hmm? And they are wise because people are happy, so they contribute, you know, easily, happily. So everybody work with a heart of contentment, you know. Yes, we work because we contribute to the well-being of all, because our government is clean, yeah? No matter how much money we pay, they keep it and use it wisely for all of us. And it could be me tomorrow if I have no job. My money will be back to take care of me from the government, etc., etc. You understand me? So even the government, (laughs) let them go anywhere they want. They don't go nowhere. Because they love their place. They love their country. They love their king. They love their government. Isn't that grand? That is the true government. That is a very courageous Humble but courageous government. Because they don't fear to lose their countrymen. Huh? For example, even now, Denmark is in European Union. Huh? Yes. But the Danish don't immigrate to Spain or anywhere. Maybe some, you know, but not like the whole country. You know, empty hours to go <laughs> to a warmer country. Even though if they go, they still can have benefit from the government uh, social program. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like they go away and they will lose their money or anything at all. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah? And also, with so much money, even not much money, but for the money they earn in Denmark, if they don't have much even, they can go some, uh, like, cheaper country, huh? To some country where the standard of living is not too high, and they can stay all their life even. Without working even. But they don't go. Do you understand me? Because they love their country. They feel at home there. They feel good. They feel happy. 
they feel grateful also. So they also want to stay. First, because they're cozy, comfortable. Second, they want to contribute to such a good country, such a good government that make them feel happy and trusting. See what I mean? That is a real government. You don't have to control people, but people stick to you like glue. <laughs> super glue. <laughs> so that is what we call super glue government. Eh? <laughs> we can give them an award like that. In the future, I will make a <laughs> World Glue Award. <laughs> no, no. World Glue Leadership? No. <laughs> World Super Glue Leadership Award. <laughs> well, that would be nice. Okay. From Muslim to Denmark, where else? Where you come from? San Francisco. Okay, America. Yes, we can, huh? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So if you if you govern a country with uh, true sincerity, yeah, and benevolence, then people will just stay there. That is the nature of human. That wherever they are happy, they stay. Yeah. So this is true leadership, hey? Yes. I mean, even. If the government is not perfect, but at least they are high percentagely perfect, okay? At least they have heart to take care of their countrymen and they have no fear of them running away. Because imagine, such a cold country and the population are not many and the resources are not that limitless, yeah? Suppose all your countrymen run away and you sit there alone like a king, what to do <laughs> as a king, <laughs> ruling yourself <laughs> and your dog maybe, <laughs> a lawyer, lawyer citizen? <laughs> okay, you understand me, huh? Yeah. Not fear. Why? Because he knows he's doing right things. And if the citizen go, they go. Hmm? You know what I mean? People are not, uh, you know, trees or plants that you just put them somewhere there and fence around, you know, <laughs> and then they cannot move. People are free. Huh? People are born to be free, to interact with each other, to go here, go there, looking at everything and be happy. Understand me? People are not to be shackled or chained or controlled in one place. That is not the way heaven is intended for people to be. No? Mm. So now if we rule according to the mandate of heaven, then we must truly love the people, take care of people as much as you can, as your capacity, as your government can. Think of other ways to make the people the most benefited and think of how to make people happy. Then they will stay, you know? People are good people, right? They know Good from bad, right from wrong. If you treat them good, of course they stay. And they beg to stay. No? Any of you want to go home? <laughs> no? Yes or no? No. Good. You have candy later. <laughs> As a reward. <laughs> I know you're waiting for that, but that comes later. They're all vegan, okay? <laughs> That's correct too. But this king, you were hoping he was enlightened. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> the way he 
reacted to his daughter doesn't seem he was very enlightened, does it? No. Okay. So we we presume that he's not enlightened at all. Okay. Now, <clears throat> I got terrible in a small cell. He put his daughter in there for years, and then the three of them. Probably the queen has died, so there's only mention about the king and the two daughters here. If the queen was there, I don't think he dared to do this, huh? <laughs> so after the queen died, he became more loose, you know. I bet, and there's no woman to teach him a good thing or <laughs> two, so he became wild. Now, he and the two very uh, docile daughter. Spending their fortune, having party every day, doing bad stuff, and then they took also the portion and you know the money from the smallest princess and spent it all first. Yeah. Ah, oh, what a terrible family, huh? Okay. So this is the problem with the ego. Hmm? Ego even separate father and daughter, even cut asunder. The most intimate relationship like that is terrible, terrible. You understand me? Yes. Ego is our worst enemy. Sometimes it gets us into big trouble, and we still feel proud of it. Yeah, and deeper and deeper into trouble all the time, and we think we're okay, we're in control. We are not. It's the ego that is controlling us, yeah? Lead us into wrong direction. Hurting ourselves first, and hurting everyone else that involved or in contact with our ego, not with us, <laughs> with our ego. So the king is even proud of his uh, act, you know. So he said to himself, and the two daughters say, look, you see, that girl, he didn't even say princess or my daughter, he said, that girl, she's uh, languishing in the prison because I determine that she stays in there. I am the one who decide her fate. So you see, I'm right. I am the decider. Yeah, I determine her fate or anybody's fate in this country or in this world. If he knew there was a world before, you know, in the old time they don't know much about the world. Some even think the earth is square, right? <laughs> and then kill somebody who say that it isn't square. Yeah, just fancy that. <sighs> Talking about the good old time. Yeah? Oh, telling you. Before, you have all this dictatorship, yeah? Even just to go against the square, <laughs> you got killed. Hmm. Now we can laugh about it, but imagine that time you have like a duct tape all over your mouth all day, 24 hours. You can't say anything. Such a country, huh? You know what I mean? Such an arrogance and such ego that it harms people and creates such a terrible karma for that person who decides that. So the king thinks that he's doing good and he's controlling the fate of his daughter or he feels like he's in control of the whole nation, whatever, yeah? Or life of people. But he doesn't know that he's restricting his own expansion of his consciousness, yes, and his wisdom and his future spiritual progress and more and more and more.
he's still proud saying that, look, I control. Yeah, I'm in control. I put her in prison for how long and that how long she stayed there. Hmm. We are laughing because this is a story. Yeah. But this could be a very true story. It might be still true now in some part of the world, sadly. So our world is not as civilized as we would like to be. But maybe in the future and soon in the future. If not, then I don't think we are going anywhere. Maybe we have just one faith that is going together, and we don't need any king to decide that. You know? We are the one who decide this self-destruction, and it's a very sad thing. Fake, eh? Remember, okay? (laughs) Man-made, yeah? Veggie fur, yeah? <laughs> yeah, I decided to call them veggie fur so that it's more clear to everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, because if we say man made, they can twist it around and say, oh, you get something from the animal and you come home made it and you saw handmade or man made, you know? Uh, so it's just, it's just veggie. Everybody understand, right? I hope. Even if you're not vegetarian, you understand, right? And to make sure, I say here, be vegetarian, go green to save the planet. <laughs> yeah, it look like uh, glittering glories, but it's all about veggie planet. You know, even in Chinese, I make sure that because <laughs> we have a lot of Chinese all over the world. You know, so I put here, make sure they understand. Yeah, so no misunderstand about it, huh? Yeah. Look like I'm having diamonds studded all over my body. Big bears go green. Save the world, vegan. You see that? Yeah. And just to make sure, in case it's too hot, I take it off. <laughs> Big bears go green. Save the planet. Yeah? I make sure, huh? And if, uh, they don't understand English. Look, look here! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I look like a queen of some sort, huh? <laughs> a green queen. <laughs> if not a queen, then it's a green. I'm a green. <laughs> green. Even though it's red, it's all green, okay? Got it now, yeah? Got the message? Yes. Okay. You do it by now, huh? You got it already. <laughs> Now, he thinks he has proven to everybody, once and for all, that he is really deciding the fate of anyone he likes, even his own daughter, even a princess. I mean, who else can be more powerful except the king, right? The princess are the second most powerful in the country, no? And even then he decides her fate. He can't decide on his own fate, of course. He can't put him in jail, of course. Okay, by jailing the princess, he wants to prove to everybody, and his citizens, his court officials, everyone who wants to go against him, you watch it, okay? You watch it. Just one word of yours, you'll be in jail like the princess. Do you understand me? More powerful because she is his daughter even. So nobody would dare to go against him. Because look at that, even his own daughter he would put in jail. 
how would anybody dare say anything? Do you understand the principle behind what he's doing? The intention? Very bad, bad intention, very bad. He has some uh, crafty intelligence, but he used it in the wrong way. Huh? So you see, intelligence, we must use it in the right way, or else it's no good for anybody. Huh? Now, the people, the citizens of this country, when they heard of this situation of the princess, they feel very, very bad. But they think that the princess must have done something wrong or said something badly so that the king would react it thus to her because she's a princess and she's his daughter. So they think that she must have done something gravely wrong or said something really offensive. But was it really offensive what she said? No, no. She was probably maybe intelligent huh? or maybe inquisitive or maybe just uh, being uh, frank yeah, and outspoken. Maybe she has learned somewhere else that, okay, God decides things. Yes, heaven is guiding our destiny. Maybe she heard that from some wise people. So she came home, of course she wanted to ask the king, is that true? Maybe it's not what you say, yeah? I cannot believe it's true. Maybe she has seen something else outside. You know when she goes shopping or something? <laughs> she saw that not everything is decided by the king. But the king is just so blind in his own glory self-conceited glory, temporary, short-lived, empty <laughs> glory. And he thinks that whatever he say, whatever he thinks is correct. Yeah. And he can determine people's faith. Now, in the old time, the kings do think like that because if he say one word, then the head gone. You might sit here, but your head goes somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah? Or something else happened to you. This is the problem of when people have too much power and don't know how to handle it. Huh? Power is good, but wisdom must go with it. Yeah? Wisdom is even better. Okay. The people in the country were thinking that the king is absolutely flawless. They have not found any fault with the king at all. And moreover, because the king is the father of the princess, so they blame the princess. They think she must have done something for such a good king and a father to treat her this way, you know, so they don't think that the king is bad. It's very difficult, isn't it? Huh? Very difficult to, to suspect the king in this way, no? Especially a father even, no? Why should a father treat a daughter like that, the youngest one, eh? put her in jail to languish for years. Is this a problem with the ego, you see? When you have power and you have ego, you are in big trouble. Hell is waiting. In one of the Hindu scriptures that I read, they said, like, many kings gone to hell. Leaders. Yes, because of wrong decision. Because whatever they decide affects many people. So if they decide good, all the good merit, you know, multiply as many as the people that they benefit. 
whatever they decide when it's bad, the bad consequence, the bad karma also multiply as many as the people that they have harmed. This is something that some leader do not understand. Because uh, if power is given to us, there's also big responsibility. You understand me? If power and privilege given to us, then we must use it wisely because we have big responsibility with it. Yeah? Okay. Because it's, it's difficult to be in a position of a leader and be humble at the same time because you're so used to it, ordering people what to do, and they all do it. And that's why you're a leader. No, of course they respect your opinion, your order, because you are empowered to be a leader, yes? And the power of the whole nation or the whole group is vested in you. So you have all that. So with power come great responsibility. This is the problem with being a leader. If we are not wise, we will harm ourselves and harm the nation with it. That's the problem. Now, so the people do not blame the king because they think the king was good, you know? Perhaps the country was peaceful, yeah? Everything was okay. Uh, perhaps he has wise minister to govern the system of the country. Perhaps the people there are very docile, very uh, virtuous, maybe, yeah? And obedient and contented. So, the king has not much to do, but the country, the merit of the people, make the country rich, prosperous, and very happy country. So people think, oh, the king does nothing wrong. They cannot believe that the king would have done something wrong or do anything that is wrong. Also, because they're very far from the king, aren't they? Very far, right? Very, very far. How would you approach the king? How would you know what he's doing anyway, right? Even nowadays, it's difficult to go see the king, right? Yeah? Yes or no? Yes. Have you seen any country, any king you can come see whenever? No? no? <laughs> or queen? No. No? All right. This is terrible. Now and again, even the king go visit his daughter in the cell. And then he asks her whether she has changed her opinion about who's right, who's wrong, whether she now accepts and uh, confirms that he is the decider of the fate of the human, <laughs> at least the human around him, at least her fate, whether she accepts it or not. She was very weak, pale, sick, and you know, doesn't look very... Uh, very good and healthy. Of course, being in a dark cell, hmm? less exercise and food is not like in the palace, yeah? Perhaps they give her chicken and all that and she refused to eat. She just take vegetable. Mm. <laughs> she looked pale, yeah, and uh, meek, but she keep to her opinion, yes, because she believed though her young age, that it is correct what she believes, that the king alone cannot just decide her fate. Yeah. 
she believes uh, something else decides her fate. Yes. Finally, the king lost all his patience with this princess, so he doesn't let her out. Okay, he was very, very, very mad now. So he said to her, you are continuing to defy against my will. So you have worn out my patience. So now if you continue to stay here, I think I will kill you. So I'm going to exile you to, you know, uh, like a country suburb, you know, the, the adjoining border of this country. And it's a very wild area, you know, wildness. There's nothing there to live. And you will see then who is going to define your fate. And I'm sure you'll be running back, crawling back, nearly in front of me, begging for a secure life again. Because then I will give you, you know, all you need, and I will pardon you, and I will reinstall you as a princess again. Then everybody will respect you. Everybody will bow to you. Yes, and you will have everything the princess should have. But right now, you are going to be in a desert, like an outcast. There's nothing there that anyone can survive except wild beasts. Scary, huh? Then you will learn, okay, to be less defiant. Now, said and done, like the way the king does. Check. Out. Go. I did live here. <laughs> I did stay. Princess go. Okay. That's the way it is with king. Okay. Now, at once his decree was carried out, obeyed, and she was uh, carried to the borders of the kingdom, hmm? far away from the palace, far away from everything that she knew, far away from luxury, comfort, and everything that a princess would have had. If she but confined to his limited <laughs> wisdom and his power, but she doesn't. Okay, now there was no house where she was left. You know, after the shoulders took her to the desert, they just throw her somewhere. There's no house, nothing there. But she found a cave and she thinks, this will be okay. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're safe in there, you have some roof to cover the sun and the rain and the wind, you'll be fine. Cave or whole room is the same, isn't it? The only uh, service of a room or a house is for protection from the elements, no? And the cave will do. I found out that myself. But it's my fate that I have to come out. I also was in a desert once even, and I loved it so much. But so many people go there, you, know, you can't believe the desert have people. <laughs> Originally, nobody. I thought I am alone. And they come and shoot rabbits or whatever small rat or thing in there or practicing to shoot because that the desert is far away from everybody so they can make noise, they can shoot whatever gun they like. 
buying from all day long. And because the desert is big but empty, you can hear from miles away, you know? It's terrible. Okay. And then she also found that uh, nuts and fruits in the desert were okay as food. <laughs> First she found out that the cave is okay for a house. Yeah? And then she found out that nut and fruit is okay for food. Yeah. In the desert there may be some nuts. Yeah. Probably maybe who knows, walnuts or whatever. Huh? Some some kind of nuts who grow in the desert, no? And then fruit trees, some some desert have fruit trees like dates, you know? Dates or maybe Cactus, yeah, prickly pears, yes, from cactus, yes. But what I mean is something else like uh, figs or something, it's those things, huh? Yeah. So she subsisted on that. Probably, luckily, they left her next to the water or not. Mm. After some time, she feel the warmth from the sun, yes, and uh, the sky, you know, as a palace. Mm. The earth as her royal garden, which offer her a lot of stuff for her to survive. And uh, the climate in the desert, you know, it just change, come and go, whatever, and she go with it, yeah? So she didn't feel disturbed at all. Oh, what a lucky princess. How nice to be able to live like that. So you see, even ordinary people, if you are like exiled in, in a desert like that, what would you feel? Oh, terrible, right? Huh? Terrible. Lost everything. Can't go shopping anymore. <laughs> Where is my Mercedes? Huh? My high heel shoes are still here. <laughs> but for the princess, you see, this kind of princess, she must have been very enlightened, no? What a princess, huh? No wonder she's so lucky to have a chance to stay all alone in the desert with nut trees and cactus and everything. And she eat according to the season. You know, when you're alone, you don't need to eat that much, no? Remember desert father, desert mother? Oh, they eat just some dry bread with water, yeah? Now, she continued that way and she's very happy. After a while, she gets used to it, yes? So... In springtime, she has water. She probably dig a little bit something to save some water. And if not, you don't even need water. You eat the nut and you eat the cactus. Okay, suppose you go in the desert, huh? You have nothing to eat. Cactus are your friends, okay? Don't eat the thorn, though. Hmm? <laughs> don't, don't say, Master, say, my friend, I swallow everything. No, no. <laughs> Take the thorn away, huh? Take them carefully, especially the prickly pear. They're really prickly. <laughs> the name <laughs> speaks it all. So you have to be careful. Huh? Otherwise, it pick you also and pick your throat. It's no good. And then after a while, you, you eat the cactus and you look like a porcupine. <laughs> all over with the, the pickle. Okay. Imagine yourself with your nose, <laughs> a lot of, <laughs> like acupuncture, you know. <laughs> yeah. Good, good. In that way, you also have something to do with acupuncture. When you're sick, you just pick yourself. <laughs> yeah? So, wow. So she's very, very happy. 
she has water from the springs, you know, the little spring in the desert. Sometimes in an oasis they have spring. Yes, probably they put her mercifully next to an oasis, you know, with the little water, you know, sometimes they have spring in the desert or a little lake, you know, and that all the, the rain water come and filter through the sand so they're crystal clear and beautifully clean and sweet. Yeah, especially in the desert, yeah, when you have nothing else. You could just live on that water. It's absolutely clean. It's been filtered millions of times through all the sands already. You understand me? You know, there's an oasis where it's a little like a valley, huh? There's some, maybe some dates, trees, you know, wild dates uh, are growing there. Water? And then you have uh, dates and you have nuts and you have cactus. Oh, you're perfect. I wouldn't mind. To be in this position of the princess, it sounds like paradise to me, far away from it all. Nobody wants you even wonderful. <laughs> you only worry when somebody wants you, huh? or when you want somebody. But when you want nobody and nobody wants you, wow, a real freedom. <laughs> okay, now she was very happy, and she said to herself, Here, life, whose elements belong together uh, and they complement in each other. Mm. Yet, no collectively do they obey the commands of my father, the king. <laughs> they coordinate with each other. She feels, yes, she feels, yes, of course. Eh? She feels like they are very coordinate with each other, complementing each other, working together, but nobody obey the king nothing. They just do it by themselves. So, moreover, she feels that she's right. And the king is long. <laughs> ah, she's feeling okay, good. Mm. One day, you know, she was taking water from the spring, yes, and picking some prickly pear for her lunch or breakfast or dinner. <laughs> it's only that, <laughs> all day, yeah. And then she saw a man. Lost in the desert, mm. probably very dirty, unkempt, and tired. Because in the desert, if you're lost, you're really finished. If you don't find water in time, you're finished. Yeah? You don't have to wait for global warming, nothing. <laughs> you just go. <laughs> All right. He found her, you know, by chance that he walked through there. And then they found each other, they fell in love with each other. Mm. And then took her back to his country, where they were married. Okay, wow, live happily ever after. This man happened to be a highly positioned, richly successful, mucho dinero. <laughs> <laughs> mucho, mucho dinero. <laughs> After some times, the man with mucho dineros, you know, a lot of money, and the princess decided that they like to go back to the desert. Yeah. First he was lost, but then he found her, and then together they found a way back to their kingdom. You know, slowly, well, they have water and pricky hair to dry and bring, take together to, to the country. So, fine. But they like the desert, so they decided to come back to the desert. Mm. And then 
Of course, they brought their own servants, you know, camels and full of goods and full of food and seeds and uh, vegetable and, uh, you know, grains, cereals, whatever they need, huh? Yeah. He's very rich, very rich and powerful man. Huh? Not a king, but rich and powerful is sometimes better than a king even, you know? You have all the privilege, no responsibility. <laughs> you spend your money, you go where you want. You are still anonymous, you know? The king always follow with the camera like that one, you know? <laughs> Video, yeah? <laughs> always surrounded by bodyguards or guard bodies and, and <laughs> always with diplomats, you know? Okay, how do you do? <laughs> Then over there, they built a city, yes, with their relatives, servants, friends, colleagues, you know, business associate, partner or acquaintance, you know, everybody followed him there because he was powerful and a good man as well. He has many friends. Perhaps he was one of the Kuan Yin practitioners, who knows, huh? He has a lot of, you know fellow initiates, oh, let's go, I saw a good place we can live together, far away from the dust of the world. We have water, we have date, and we have wild cactus. <laughs> we can plant more because we have water. Yeah, The spring was there forever because the princess lived there all that time and she knows the spring never run out. Yeah. So they feel it's a very good place to settle down, you know. They went there with special people, you know, friends and all that, and they just built a city for themselves. After a while, many other people come also, and also like to stay and then trading with each other, and became very, very prosperous, <laughs> and have even more dinero, <laughs> more money, yes. Mucho, mucho más. <laughs> wow. Because people come in all over to trade with them because they have wisdom. Ah, these two people, oh, I told you, they must be practicing Kuan Yin method. Huh? How they have the wisdom? Otherwise, where did they get it from? Huh? Must be from the Supreme Master Ching Hai, no? <laughs> Teaching, no? Okay. So their wisdom, their integrity, their resourcefulness, their faith, their trustworthiness, drawn people from all over the world come to them. And probably they came also to get initiation, eh? to learn from them also, yeah? not just trading, but learn. Then the small village become a big city, <laughs> and then the big city become province, yes, and then the country. Yeah, okay, let's make it a country, why not? I haven't come to that yet, but okay, let's make it a country. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you are too fast. Mm. Big city, prosperous, famous, you know. London, happy, everybody likes it there, you know, happy, relaxed, not too much law and regulation, no polluting car, everybody walk on foot and camel. <laughs> and uh, they have everything they need over there because they have plant vegetable there. They make it into very prosperous, self-sustained uh, city with solar power, wind power. Uh, in the desert, a lot of wind and a lot of sun. <laughs> okay, so they are self-sufficient. 
And every day they'd work a little bit and watch the Supreme Master television all day. <laughs> more happy, more wisdom all the time. <laughs> Occasionally they invited the Supreme Master Ching Hai to go there, but she doesn't go. <laughs> She's too busy. <laughs> Group meditation. <laughs> Everybody, you know, like it when they go there, also because of their hospitality, yeah? their helpfulness and their gentleness. Yes, and so they're happy. A lot of people settle there with them, uh, stay with them, or study whatever with them, or learn with them the trade and the happy way of life. So they coexist very harmoniously together in that city. Wow, very good life they have here, hmm? according to the book. The city and its surrounding countryside became more and more famous. famous. <laughs> good. <laughs> and through the entire world, everybody knows about this city. Ah, oh, isn't that cute? Wonderful. Why? Do you have any desert empty in your country somewhere? We go settle down. <laughs> and then not long after, the beauty and the prosperity and the power, you know, and the uh, prestige of this city or the country, yeah, even far surpassed the king, the princess's father you know, her old kingdom. And then now everybody elected them become the king and queen. Wow, that's what we expect, huh? Now you have a country now. <laughs> now you have your country. You're correct. Wow. After a while, the king also was well, very <laughs> curious, you know, itchy, itchy. What kind of country can that be that is more powerful than my country? Can't bear it. <laughs> okay, so he decided to go visit that country, huh? The new country. Of course, he went there, huh? Because he heard so much about it, you know. Everybody praised it and favored it, you know. And he feels so green with envy and jealousy. Before he thought he decides everything, and his kingdom was the best. Now everybody, every day they print it on the newspaper, <laughs> you know, how good the country is, and they even put it on the Supreme Master television. <laughs> this is the best country <laughs> around here or in the world. The king cannot bear it. So he travels to the mysterious kingdom, new one that is sprung up from nowhere. So he went there. You see, he came there, but he probably uh, disguised, you know, Yes, like an ordinary uh, a merchant or something, yeah, passing through only, pretending. And then he went there, and uh, of course he requests an audience with the new king and queen. And then finally when he approached their throne, you know, from the foot of the throne only, and he looked up, Oh! Oops! Kies? <laughs> Who's that? So he suddenly hear his daughter's voice. Father, you see, every man and woman and every being has a fate of their own. You cannot decide everything for their destiny. And of course, what else happened now? Huh? 
They don't say nothing. <laughs> nothing anymore. No. No. Nada. Finish. Sorry. You have your own end. Okay, like this story? Yes. I like very much. Very nice. Hey, 漂亮呀,全部叫起来了,给大家流口水,好玩。就这样而已哈。Okay, I think we can decide something, no? I think everybody can decide nowadays to save the planet. Everybody is a king, in a way, yeah? Decide to save the planet or not. I hope they decide to save, okay? So we don't have any more stress. I don't have any more stress. And then when you come, you will see a very relaxed master. <laughs> we give them a couple more years <laughs> to decide for themselves. <laughs> and then I will decide <laughs> for myself. <laughs> And then when you come here, you know, you will see only cakes and candies and cookies, <laughs> vegetarian wine, yeah? veggie food, and bedtime stories, <laughs> papa shoulder, blow kisses, hug <laughs> hug, <laughs> sleep. <laughs> yeah, okay.